Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. And welcome to episode 172, our first episode of 2024. Brian Galloway is my co-host here. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. And yeah, the first episode of 2024, you know, it's funny. There's not a lot of good New Year's songs. The only New Year's songs I know is um, Happy New Year by the by the Surf MCs, which is a great song, but it's the only one I know. Um I wish we had more New Year's songs because there's so many, there's so many holiday songs, but New Year's doesn't really get, you know, much notoriety. So if um, I ever go, if if I ever want to go into trivia, I need to take you to music trivia. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And movie and TV too. I'm pretty good with that stuff. You have um, the most obscure music yeah. <laughs> songs that I've never heard of in my life. Surf, but... surf MCs are really good. Check out, <laughs> check out Happy New Year by the Surf MCs. It's a good song. Anyway. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay everybody. So, um, yeah, this is this is good. And the funny thing is, we're gonna we have an episode today that both of us, in a way, kind of were thinking about, which always makes it better because that means we've we've got the brain power looking into this one. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. So you know, I was chatting with you, Brian, and we were talking about. Now to back it up a little bit, we've done several episodes recently where we have kind of put on our thinking caps and looked into the future of Disney, and that is the Disney parks and some changes that need to be made. I mean. You know, Spoonies, you may remember us talking about the issues that we had um, with Hollywood Studios. That was in episode 162. In that episode, we talked about what the next year would look like with Disney and, and some of the other episodes around that episode, too. But, you know, this is the time of year where everyone thinks about New Year's resolutions. You know, those things that you make and you don't keep or you break in 30 minutes of making them, all that kind of stuff. But it made me start thinking that you know, what is 2024 going to look like for improvements to Disney? Now, this is how I did this. And, you know, we talked beforehand is I listed the the four parks at Disney World and the Disney Company, even Disney Springs. And I gave each of these a resolution, one thing or two or whatever that you think needs to happen at this location in 2024 as a resolution for that park or space for improvement. So, and I think Brian, you know, we could just, just start by just general comments on this, but I think Disney needs to do some improvements here. I mean, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. We have a podcast. We're 172 episodes in. We love uh, this brand and the memories that we make as families, but we've seen some interesting directions, especially with the company overall with Chapek coming in and then, you know, Iger coming back and, it just is a little bit chaotic and, you know, their stock reflects this chaos. So what, I mean, some of your general thoughts on that, Brian. Well, it's just interesting because, you know, it's, if we, like if I was a, you know, let's say if I was Bob Iger versus an Imagineer versus a Disney stockholder, our New Year's resolutions might be different, right? And right. Be, there's di- because there's a different Great aspect, point. different, different reward, right? Different goals. Um, yep. Yeah. Different goals. And, and so that's very that's interesting to me. I looked at I looked at it from all of, the, all of those purposes, but I'm also looking at at it from a 
fan, from a from a person who visits, from a person who experiences this stuff. What I want too. So it's funny because probably what I want is not always what a stockholder wants, even though I am a stockholder. Probably what I want is not exactly what Bob Iger wants. Probably what I want maybe is what an Imagineer wants. And I think probably I think more in the lines of an Imagineer than than anything. So, but I'm really curious to see how, how this goes. And, you know, it's funny because we, we talk about, you know, New Year's resolutions. A lot of people don't always stand up to the resolutions. You know, hey, my, I want to lose weight. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, I always give people a lot of credit when they do stand by their resolutions. And mm-hmm. I see, and, and it's hard and it's very difficult. You know, hey, it's January 2nd. I, I assume people are sticking to their resolutions after two days. I hope they haven't stopped. But when you get into February or March, you see you see the people that really care or the people that give up. Now, the same thing with Walt Disney. And this is not just Walt Disney World. This is Disneyland. This is, you know, Disney in, in the other countries. Um, I want them to stay steadfast, you know, set up, set, tell us what you're going to do. Give us that to hope for. Because once once we know something's coming, you feel you feel good about it. But I want you to stick to that. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's my big theme right now is that I have been let down by by Disney in many aspects over the last couple of years from not sticking to what they have to say and or delaying things way more. And, and you could throw up the pandemic and that's a, a blame, but that's not always the blame. So yeah. I want to I want them to stick to these things. So that that's how I'm going to make my when we talk about it. That's what I'm going to think about. I think we're going to go park by park. Right. So let, let's do that first. And I'm, I'm really curious. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. And again, it's not a negative thing. Like like you said, this is all because we we love it and we want it to be better. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the parks and then I have, you know, a couple in general at the end uh, to go with. So, uh, hey, you pick the first park, Brian. Um, let's go to, well, we might as well go to the Magic Kingdom because uh, okay. I think that's the one where a lot of people have thoughts about um go ahead you go first all right so magic kingdom you know honestly when i think about the state of magic kingdom and and we've talked about magic kingdom a lot we've talked about some some uh you know we had that episode where we talked about what what would you scrap and totally redo there'd be certain parks you would redo certain ones that you would keep and i think that magic kingdom is in a spot where if you're looking at changes in 2024 like in a, what can you do in a year to improve? There's probably not a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot of throw the whole park into a blender and, and put it in a, in an oven and bake something completely new. You you could do that, but that's not going to happen in a year. So what I wrote down was kind of nearsighted things and changes that you could make in this year for this park park in particular. And hopefully there's stuff on the back burner for larger changes, which we have discussed and I'm sure we will discuss. So my two really small things was one is Stitch's Great Escape. Like, come on, guys. This is prime real estate. Number Mag- one on my list, too, Evan. God, this, it's, and we did, and guys, we did not talk about no, this ahead of time. No, and it just this is crazy, Brian. I mean, this is prime real estate, Tomorrowland, Magic Kingdom, Orlando, Florida, Walt Disney World. Every time, you know, as everyone knows now, we live close to Walt Disney World now. Every time I go, there is people speaking different languages. I mean, people plan vacations to Disney World from all over the planet. And when you think about that perspective 
and that they're paying money, organizing their family, getting somebody to watch their dogs and maybe their kids and flying all of this. And you leave this vast Stitch's Great Escape prime real estate in Magic Kingdom is just wide open with nothing there. And, you know, at the least you could have done something to like make it a sitting arrangement. And, and I saw there was an article that came out recently saying that Disney does plan to open up another DVC lounge. They've not reduced introduced where that's going to be. But some people said, oh, Stitch's Great Escape. That would be a great idea. I don't care what it is. Something for that spot. That is, to me, a uh, a prime real estate spot. I don't, do you want to go ahead and speak on that? Add something well, to it? Yeah. No, it's funny because, yes, the Stitch's, I would like, first of all, here's there's two things. Yeah, a DVC lounge would be awesome. Um, I don't know if that's where it's going to be, but that would be great. Um, the the thing about it is, why did we close it down without knowing what we were going to do next? Because yeah. there were good animatronics in there. Believe it or not, whatever you say about Stitch's Great Escape, it wasn't an awful ride. It, it, a lot of people didn't like it because they had Stitch you know, spitting and whatever. But the animatronics were actually pretty cool, especially at the very beginning. Uh, so I don't. I, I think they should have waited. I don't know what they did with these animatronics. Um, it's had three, you know, it's had three or four iterations. Um, the alien, the alien ride was crazy because it scared everybody. So I, I could see, you know, maybe moving on from there. But Stitch is a prominent character, so you're taking away Stitch, and what does Stitch get now? I mean, they don't. Stitch gets a, a, a breakfast at at the Polynesia, a, a plush. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not. It's just really weird because, like, why take away one of the prime char- characters and one of the highest rated by any. Uh, for boys so i don't know but that's something i agree let's get something there let's get i don't care what it is but you can't have dead space it's too that's too valuable it's when you walk through the um entryway into tomorrowland it's the first thing on the left nothing yep nothing it just doesn't look good big spot there um yeah so that's a great one that's a great my second little one for magic kingdom is I just I, I feel lacking on maybe some more versatile or accessible food options. When I think about quick service, you know, I think about you have Pecos Bills, you know, great option for some Mexican food. You have Columbia Harbor House, which is a good little seafood option. And then the other ones kind of all go in together, which is, you know, Casey's is by far the better of like Pinocchio Village House. And, and cosmic rays, which is just like grill food, right? Pizza, burgers, fries, hot dogs, all that kind of stuff. I just, maybe I would like to see some either revamping or menu additions that's a little bit different. Uh, and I know cosmic rays over the years has thrown one or two little small items on there, but you know, outside of that, you have the, the lunching pad or Tortuga Tavern, which is rarely open. Uh, you know, I just, yeah, and Tortuga is good if it's open. It is good. Yeah, that, but it, uh, that's that's a that's a definite. If it's open, go there because it, it's usually got some good stuff. It's got some interesting and unique kind of things there. Yeah, but I, I don't know. That's just where I'm kind of, and I'm sure you know I could build more on that. Talk about table service too. I think that be our guest is a little bit stale. I think people are getting a little tired of that. I, I don't know. Just I think they could look at the food, the state of the food of Magic Kingdom overall, and probably make some improvements there. And they could do that this year, I think. Yeah, and you know, right now, uh, and, and this that's a great comment because people ask all the time. They, you know, again, I used to do food reviews. People ask me a lot. I have friends, old friends that that I know for a long time that they just they still ask me a lot of questions. And I want to tell them, and I'm always point blank. And you know, 
I, I don't cut corners with, with food. I'm a foodie. I don't cut corners yeah, with it. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you if the place is not good. I'll tell you if it's, you know, I, I just don't. I, I'm a big fan of Skippers. I think Skippers has come a long way. I, it, you know, at first it was a little bit too unique. It is the best sit down at Magic Kingdom right now. Mm-hmm. But Tony's isn't as bad as people give it. Yeah. Um, Plaza, eh. Um, I, I just, you know, again, be our guest. Ah, I don't know. It's not a big one. And um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, 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 what's what's the one in in um, Cinderella's Royal Table? Cinderella's Royal Table. That's that's actually not bad, but it's expensive. No. Um, what am I? What's the what's the one with the family style? Why am I drawing a blank right now? Anyway, um, the other the other sit down. It, it's uh in in um Liberty Square. The Liberty oh, Tree Tavern. Yeah, Liberty Tree Tavern. Tavern and Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crystal Palace, I'm not a fan of. Crystal Palace, I think, if, if anybody comes and tells me that the food's good there, I'm, I'm just going to tell them you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Liberty Tree Tavern is not bad, but it, you have to like that kind of food. And um, that's all. I just don't. Magic Kingdom, it, it's really lacking. And again, let's think of, look at Disneyland. Look at Disneyland. There are really good restaurants in Disneyland. Um you you have those those choices. If you want to sit, get a good sit down, if you want a good sit down in Magic Kingdom, you got to go to Skipper's, and then you kind of have to like what's on the menu. Um, but besides that, I'm I'd rather go take the monorail over to one of the resorts. Um, so and, that's a tough one. You know, another prime real estate, Brian. I, you know, I forget about is Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant. You know, they use it for the dessert parties, but that's a huge yeah, space that, that you just cut through going to Tomorrowland from Main Street. And, yeah, and they have ropes the off. Used to be the noodle station, which was really cool at the time. Um, and yeah, I, and I really thought that was there. a very unique, it was a very unique thing. And if you really wanted to get some ramen or some noodles, they had them there and it was really good. Um, it was quality. And I just think it was it was off to the side or maybe, I don't know why, but it wasn't as popular, but that was a good place. I liked that. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think an Asian you. option would be good for, and that's what I was thinking, would be great for Magic Kingdom. And that would yeah, be a good yeah. spot to put it. Yeah, yep, it there. would be. It would be. Anyways, that's all my Magic Kingdom. Okay. So I, I, I again, I, I did have the Stitch one. I want to, there's two things I want to talk about. One is the characters. I think mm. they, they're so, what, if again, let's go to Disneyland, where I think Disneyland does characters very well. Look, you can go to Shanghai. You can go to, um, Paris, the characters are up and about all over the place. They're not, they're yeah. not just meet and greets. They're not just at the entrance. They're just randomly walking the, the, around. That makes it a lot easier for everybody else because you get to go see characters. Plus there's not these lines all over the place. Plus it's kind of interesting when you see something new. Now magic kingdom used to have that. They had a thing over in Toontown called the teardrop where a lot of cast members would practice being a character. So they'd come out at random times during the day and they would be wearing more of the unique character costumes, the ones that don't usually get a lot of play because they're practicing. But it would only be in that area. And you would, I, I used to love going there because mm-hmm. you'd see something new and you'd take pictures with some characters you haven't seen in a long time. I like to see something like that. There, I bet you there are so many of these costumes just sitting there not being used. I think Magic Kingdom of of more than any other park. We'll, 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 again, we'll, we'll, when we talk about Hollywood Studios, it's a different story. But more than any other park needs characters. You need more characters. You need them all over the place, and you just don't need the same ones all the time. I don't want to see 
more Mickeys. I don't want to see more Goofies or, or more Plutos or more Chip and Dales. We see enough of them all over the place. All these other characters are out. All these people, all these fans love the Aristocats, all those. Let, bring them out. Let's see those. And I think that is what I would love to see as their resolution is to just become, make it more like Disneyland because you know it works there. So what I don't understand to this point why it doesn't work, Evan, because you have the Utilidors there, which you don't have in Disneyland. So there's an easy way for characters to get in and out all over the place. I don't know why they don't do that. I just think that would be such a big positive to people. Well, I mean, one thing I was I thought was interesting is a 2022, and I'm sure the 2023 one will come out soon, but a theme park attendant says, you know, Magic Kingdom out of the Disney parks in Walt Disney World holds the number one visit spot. So 17.1, this is an interesting statistic. 17.1 million guests visited Magic Kingdom in 2022. In Disneyland, 16.8 million. So that's only a difference of 0.3. You can't tell me that you don't bring out characters in Walt Disney World because it's it's too crowded. It's oh, yeah. It's almost not. the same there's as more Disneyland space. in attendance. And, and Disneyland is a lot more crowded. There's less, there's oh, it's, less it's, space. Yeah, it's more It's more clumped together, right? They so do it very I, I well. They organize the it very well. They organize. It is the coolest thing, Evan. And I, ho- I hope one time you get to experience. You just walk around. Oh yeah. And I you see all of a sudden, day. hey, look, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Like I haven't seen them in years. They're just like right. walking around. Um, like that, I think is the coolest part about that. Okay, so that's my one. My other thing is, um, let's stop. Let's do a re- Disney. I want you to do a resolution of. Let's stop the oversaturation of Dole Whips. I feel that. <laughs> you there's so many versions of Dole Whips now. It's like okay, it, it, it's 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 kind of getting boring, and there's too many of them. It oh, used you to got be like cool three at Disney Springs now. Oh, you know? I know. It's, it's like okay, why are you doing that? It's not unique anymore, and it doesn't hold that special. It still holds a special place in my heart because I love them, but I I don't want these flavory ones. I want. The regular Dole Whip or the one in the pineapple juice, those are what they became famous for. And now, you know, I see people walk around. I got this cranberry Dole Whip with this and that. But wait, it's where's not a the Dole pineapple? Whip. It's just just ice no cream. Pineapple. Just call it yeah. ice cream, you know? Right, right. So don't do that. I think that's the way that's we need to we need to stop that. It's getting out of hand. And that's that bothers me. So that's the one. That's my Magic Kingdom one. Besides the characters, because you know Magic Kingdom, we've talked about it. There's a lot of things that need to be done. Yeah, but you can't I, but do adding a lot Tron, in the year, you know, adding Tron, adding Tron was a big, big that positive. Ton. Yeah, yeah. tons, tons, tons. I think they did a wonderful job there. So this, this is the way to go. I think let's get some characters out there. Let's find a way to disperse those crowds a little bit better, like you said with Stitch. And and just figure out a way with the dull whips. Don't make it just a yeah. like it's it's like a weird thing now. Like like oh here oh I'm having this. Just not even. Is there any pineapple in that? Nope. Um, is that something that dull dull company makes? Nope. Then it's not a dull whip. It's not yeah. even whipped. You know. It's just right. like it cracks me up. It just cracks me up. Well, I think that's some two takeaways would be characters and overall food. Of- yeah of the park so yeah well hey you alluded to it so let's go there let's go ahead and go to hollywood studios okay well, um, let me go first okay yeah, i'm gonna go, go for first. it oh, okay so right now hollywood studios we've talked about that there's not really a theme that you don't even know what it means yeah you know it's still yep. it's still i'm not i don't have you know and that's not something they're gonna be able to do right away they got they got a plan oh yeah okay, so yep. that's 
So I want I want them to follow the Imagineers. I want them to look at the Imagineers and get and let them guide you a little bit. Bring back the things that made that park famous, like streetmosphere, like just the characters. Mm, yep. Bring them back and get more people. I, I mean, to me, that's if we do that. If we bring, let's say, let, the streetmosphere is great. Let let bring them in. Let them let them. That's what made that park famous. Those were the things that made it mm-hmm. like a place to go that was different, right? Nothing. Citizens of Hollywood, nobody had that. Um, the Jedi Training Academy, Voyage yeah. of Little Mermaid, all of those things <laughs> need to come back. And the last thing I want to say is um, let's get more characters in Galaxy's Edge. Um, get them out there. Have them, even if it's just... I don't know, random aliens walking around or something. You need that. You need more, you know, more stormtroopers. You can never have enough stormtroopers. Let's do that kind of stuff. Make it seem like you're really there, that you feel like you're part of that planet. Because right now, you you know, you, you could turn a corner in Galaxy's Edge and all you see is, you know, Disney fans with their, you know, tank tops on and and... <laughs> Crocs with socks and and all that, like yeah, like walking yeah. around, and you're like, wait, these are not aliens. What is right. this? Oh, they so, are aliens of some. Kind. Yeah, they're aliens in a way, and they're probably aliens would look at them and say, why do you wear socks with Crocs? But but that's another whole story. But I think that's the thing. Let's get some more livelihood, build it up. You know, you know that the cast members would love to do that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So for me, for Hollywood Studios, I agree. I, you know, I didn't put any long term goals. You can't do all this stuff in a year. Uh, which is good. The last time, since the last time we talked about this, they did announce that they're going to be opening up the Voyage of a Little Mermaid. Mermaid. It's going to be called The Little Mermaid: A Musical Adventure in Fall of 2024. Like you said earlier, Brian. Let's see if that actually happens and they stick with it. But my one thing for Hollywood Studios that I put was to revamp or reopen key areas. So you you hit a lot of it, Brian. I said Jedi, Jedi Training Academy, The Mermaid. The area behind Toy Story Mania, which I think is doing like an Edna Mode meet and greet, but it's kind of just like a dead area. The Muppets gift shop is still closed. The Christmas store is still closed. Launch Bay, I don't even know if it's all the way open to its full capacity again. Um, and then maybe, you know, Streetmosphere, that's another thing I wrote down. So, I mean, that's like almost 10 things right there that could just need to just reopen or, or come back or something. And then I put the Cars area. You know, we talked about Cars Land at Disney, uh, out in Disneyland. But the, all you have is the Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, which we go to every time. Ezra loves it. And it's actually a really cool show. But it you could nice. put like a, a Cars gift shop over there or maybe a, a meet and greet with Mater or something like that. You could add maybe one or two. Other. It's in the back corner of the park. And I'm sure there's real estate room to maybe add something small back there to just Add a little touch. And I think you could probably open a gift shop in a year. You know, you have to have the building and all that. But I mean, you could do it. Some It's I'm just great IP. To... It's great IP. And, and you know, young yeah. boys are going to want that stuff. Right. So anyways, I think you could you could do all this in a year. I think you could open up this stuff that we're talking about that's been closed. So I think there's potential for Hollywood Studios to at least get reopened before, you know, we think they need to just redo it, which we talked about in that episode. But Besides that, that's my changes for Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and, and I agree. I, I think 
you know, how, again, that's one, it needs a theme. That's big, right? That's not going to yeah. happen overnight. So let's start working on some small things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a resolution would be work on the small things. Yep. And somewhere yep. along the line, there's got to be a plan for a better theme. Like what, what, how do you want it to be? What do you want to make? What do you want to have happen? Um, and, and, and get that, that's the, the main thoroughfare. Just it have a theme there. I just don't understand. It's just, now it's just a bunch of shops. I used to love it when I had all yeah. different crazy shops. It's not there. So yes. Let's do that. I think that would be great. And that's a good resolution. You, you can get that stuff done in one year. You really can. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Let's go to Animal Kingdom next, and I'll, I'll start this one off. Good. Um, you know, Animal Kingdom overall, still a great park. But I, I think the, the key issue at Animal Kingdom is keeping people engaged and, and there for a full day. Uh, we find ourselves... Running, I mean, you can you can't run out of things to do. Animal Kingdom is definitely still a full day park if you go on all the animal trails, Rafiki's Planet Watch, do all that kind of stuff. But I do think that keeping people longer or later in the park, which I know the park a lot of times just closes at eight o'clock, which I'm sure they could find a way to keep that a little bit longer. I know the animals okay, play a factor. I get all that, um, but still, maybe the amphitheater. You know, they had kite tails there and it failed. So they need to put something else there. That is a huge wasted space. I mean, huge amphitheater, water. You could do something really cool. I mean, even if you just, your Imagineers are in a circle and they can't come up with anything creative to put on water, which would be very surprising to me. They could roll out a big platform and do like a big water stage show or something that they could put in that spot. And that's something they could definitely introduce in a year is a a new show for that. But I think a lot of people go to Animal Kingdom, they enjoy it, then they go other places because, you know, they go to Epcot or Magic Kingdom because they're open later. But I think they need to just try to find a way to keep people in the park longer for later into the day, enjoying it. Maybe that's activities. Maybe it's something special. Maybe it's another Tree of Life show. Uh, just something for the nighttime aspect of Animal Kingdom. So that's that's what I'm saying for 2024. Let's get a nightlife of Animal Kingdom of some kind going. Yeah, and and again, not one that's going to bother the animals, right? That's right. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. big. Um, because yeah, I, no fireworks. That kind of, I get that, but just something, you know. Yeah, I think that's great. So, um, let's. So that, now let's go on to. Um, okay, so my my animal kingdom is, is a little bit different. So I'm, I'm again, it, this is good stuff. I'm really thinking. Again, let's stick to a theme. I I think. You know, use the use the Imagineers a little bit. Like I, I don't know sometimes where the themes go because what they do with Dino Land and what's going to happen there. Um, I want that to be a theme that matches the rest of the park because Dino Land never really did match the rest of the park. Now pa- people could say Pandora does not, and and maybe it doesn't, but I think Pandora matched more than Dino Land. I, I just Dino Land was it was like a a sideshow carnival, but it wasn't really a carnival. And um, I, I don't know. I just didn't, I never liked it. There were some cool things about it and I'm not going to tell you that it wasn't fun, but the theme wasn't, wasn't there. And it just, it was something that people always talked about. So I want them to stick to a theme and get that, that part fixed up. I like that to be done. The other thing I want to do is, and this is another one that could be fairly easy to do is the train that goes to Rafiki's planet watch, on the train ride, there's nothing to see. Mm, yeah. Like, why not have something? 
why not put something, put some animatronics, put, um, I just put some live animals. Um, there, you can probably do that, but right now it's, it's just like a boring train ride. You see backstage think, a lot, which is just yeah, odd just, a little bit. But you, you know? see a lot of weeds and that, like it's yeah, just, you do, and fences and then like a you know like a broken road and a I don't know some concrete. Like it's not. I don't really. No, it's not. Good. I don't get much there. So that could be so easy to fix that up, make it more enjoyable, make people want to because it'll make more people to go over there. Not, you know, again, I do love the fact that a lot of people don't go there because it is a good way to get away from the crowd sometimes. But I think I want more people to enjoy it. So if I'm an Imagineer, I want to be able to open that up and, and do that. So I think it would be great. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. Small change to Animal Kingdom that I think would make a, a, a big difference. So, okay, let's go to Epcot. You can go first there. Okay. So with Epcot, I there's this is the most, this is the big thing. So Epcot did me wrong a little bit. It took too long to get everything done. I think everybody was complaining about all the, the you know, the construction, the placards, and the you know, all that stuff. So it, mm-hmm. it, it did took it took a long time, and I think all of us will admit, you yep. can say what you want. It wasn't just the pandemic. They're just it wasn't planned right. They made some choices. They changed their ideas. They changed what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But it looks really, and I know you just went there recently. It looks gorgeous. So end result is. Hey guys, you know whatever you guys did, you did it right. Um, there's you know, there's got to be, but you got to stick to the dates because what happens is, by the time all this stuff gets released, everybody's like, oh, you know, finally, why didn't you do this? Like what? And where it should have been, hey, you know, this is coming. I can't believe it, and I can't wait to go see it now. Right. I am I am dying to go see it, and I'm going to be there, and I want to. I, I'm I can I cannot wait to see. Um, the wall statue and everything like that and what they've done. I love it. I'm, I'm, you know, that's what Epcot's about. So let's go see that. I want to see it, but okay, here's the, here you go, guys. There are um, some things there that still are not done. We talked about, you know, like horizons, the play area, all that stuff. Hey, and let's, you know, why do we go through all the trouble and talk about all the names of the new lands where at this point, no one even knows what they are and no one really cares. And it doesn't really, it's not really used that way. It's not like Tomorrowland. It's not like the way Magic Kingdom is. I think that they expected it to be that way, but no one is going to start using those as a destination. Like I'm going to this area, I'm going to that area. So I would really, I would like them to get things fixed. I like to get those things moving. Um, take, get rid of that dead space, do something with it and stop, stop all this waiting because it, Yes, you've delivered some good stuff, but it's taken way too long. So that's that's just my opinion there with that. That Epcot as a whole, yeah, great stuff came. Wait, took way too long, and you didn't finish. So get the other stuff finished. You just covered mine. Oh, <laughs> you know, Epcot is our favorite park, Brian. I mean, it's yep. it's it's my favorite. It's it doesn't need much. It needs to stay Epcot. But what I said is that it needs to just be finished finish and you're right i think it's going to take time because it took so long people aren't just going to refer to the area of with the walt statue as world celebration people it's just not going to roll off their tongue it may eventually because they do have signs up now that are it's more clearly labeled with directions where to go it's more theming and it has the name of the land on it but it's going to take time um 
for people to to start using those because it took so long. So you're right. Let's finish the area. It's got walls up. That every time that I go, there's a little bit more progress on that area. They're adding some design on the side of one of the buildings that looks like Spaceship Earth on the outside, uh, which is cool. But you know, come on, let's finish that up. Let's get it going. And once that's done, you know, Epcot is is beautiful. It's going to be great, and it's not going to take much. And we can easily finish up at least what's under construction in 2024. And then hopefully we'll have announcements of what's going to be in the play pavilion. And is Mary Poppins ride going to come? I mean, these things that we heard that they canceled, well, that's going to take time, but at least finish the construction. That's all I'm asking for Epcot. Very easy. Probably the, the resolution that is most likely to happen the quickest is just finish what's under construction. That's it. I, I agree. And I think that's a, that's a great thing. And, and again, we love this park. You know, yeah. What do what, what I like, you know, I would like them to listen sometimes to the fans and listen to the customers and, you know, like you say, the Mary Poppins thing, like I really wanted that. I know you wanted it and oh, yeah. that would have been so cool. Um, but I also feel that, you know, they still haven't really fixed Canada. They like bring back off kilter. They're, they're in town. They play in Orlando all the time. Um, they're around. So it's not like, you know, whatever happened, I don't know what they, you know, they, they seem to think that, um, you know, they had no say in it. They were just told, you know, they're, they're out, but they had such a following. Now, yeah. again, the, uh, you know, what the um, British experience thing that they have in, um, in, uh, in UK pavilion is amazing. So that is still amazing. It's one of the best, I mean, I just can't, I can't get over it. Every time I go there, I'm like, these are really quality musicians. You know, a lot of the shows are great in Epcot. I want them to continue. That is what, you know, what makes Epcot so good is because of the variety of entertainment that you get. You don't have to always go on a ride. The rides, I know sometimes, um, I don't know, Disney management goes back and says, we need more rides. We need more things in Epcot. Well, the thing is, that wasn't the vision of Epcot. Mm-hmm. The vision of Epcot is still let's get some more entertainment, let's get good food, let's get drink, let's get let's let's experience things that you don't get normally get to experience. I love that about the park. So let's keep that going there. But I really think that they have to listen a little listen a little bit more to the to our to the customers here. Um, you know, bring back some of these things that people liked. Um, don't. You know, like like I know, even with Jaminators and Mo Rockin' and a lot of those don't play as much anymore. Or they're not around anymore. Bring them back. Bring them back, please. So th- that's that's all I care about there. You know, fix things up and bring back some of the fun things that that was that made it a special park. I mean, I, I totally agree there. Absolutely agree. So Epcot, not much for you to still remain our favorite park and to get things done. And we can move on. So uh, I guess I can talk about just one thing for Walt Disney World overall in the, in the parks. And then I have something for Disney Springs. And then I have something for the Disney Company overall. So you want me to just go with yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, I have something for the resorts and I have something for Disney Company. So let's, yeah, go ahead. You, go, you can do, right. do, do yours and we'll, we'll go, I'll go through mine. Okay. So Walt Disney World overall, still Genie Plus. I mean, they're talking about changes coming to where you can book Genie Plus ahead of your vacation. That's exactly what's needed. I would really like some updates to the whole app altogether, maybe making it more seamless. 
The fans still prefer a lot of what the Fast Pass Plus system was like. Um, I, I think you could make some tweaks to this system overall. We've talked about it ad nauseum on on, on our our show here, and you know I think it could it could happen, and it could happen in 2024. So that's my my parks overall revamping re fine tuning genie plus um disney springs just simple right now is is crowd flow i mean this is a huge problem i you know we were at disney springs new year's day which is really busy right it's incredibly busy it's one of the busiest holidays of the whole year for all of walt disney world property new year's eve is the busiest day of the whole year for walt disney world so we know that it was going to be crowded right but you have people that just have absolutely no idea. It's like they just, I don't know, grew up on an island and they don't know that you you just walk in on the right, walk to the right, and just that that whole concept. So in some of the more bottleneck areas, I, I mean, Emily and I almost were standing still, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Up there by um, like Maria and Enzo's and Paradiso 37, that's a real tight area. We we almost stood still for a good probably 30 seconds as people were just figuring out how to walk. You know, you send out cast members for Magic Kingdom for fireworks and even sometimes on crowded days, especially in between like Small World and, and, and Peter Pan Ride, there's someone there that's kind of keeping the two sidewalks flowing. I don't think it would be a bad idea in really busy times at Disney Springs to just get some crowd control going, get, help the traffic flow patterns, help people move along. So that's my Disney Spring one. Now, Walt Disney Company. This may be a little controversial, and it's not meant to be because it actually came from Bob Iger's mouth himself. So (laughs) if you have an issue with this, uh, take it up with Bob Iger. But it's something that Brian and I have been talking about a lot for a long time. And that is um, Disney as a company's stance on um, political issues. You know, we see that a lot of businesses out there remain neutral which is the best for business. So Bob Iger even agrees. There was a statement that came out in September. Actually, there was a town hall where cast members, whether anonymously or virtually, sent questions to Iger. And one of them was about the company's political involvement. And he made a statement in September that says that, quote, he wants to quiet the noise around cultural issues because it is shown to be bad for business. This is what we've been talking about a lot on this show. Just t- dial that back down. He said that while Chapek was in, things didn't really happen like he would have wanted it to happen. And Disney needs to go back to its roots, which is primarily storytelling. And storytelling doesn't always mean it has to have strong cultural or political messaging in it. It can just be storytelling that's quality storytelling just for that part. That was all from his interview. So you know, go Google it. You can read it. You can read his words. And I totally agree with with Bob Iger that you know, the, he, he hated to see Disney get, and this was his quote too, he hated to see Disney get involved in the whole um, DeSantis thing. He didn't want that to happen. That happened under Chapek. So there was a lot that now they're having to backpedal because of some stuff that's happened. And I think Iger's right. You know, get out of politics, just create strong messaging and strong uh, storytelling just is exactly what we've known and loved Disney to make. And I think you can easily do that in 2024. And I think that's his plan. That's what he said. He's going to try to do that. He's going to try to quiet the noise on the political, uh, political and cultural scene. 
And I think that's a smart idea for the business for Disney. And, you know, and, and, you know, we don't talk about this much and I know we, you and I both agree on this, but if, if anybody, if Chapek or whoever, you know, again, I don't know if Chapek's the full villain in this situation. Sure. He might have been, you know, right. but, uh, but either way, if they had come out and asked people like you and I, should we get involved in politics? Should we get involved in um, these things? No, you guys, you're, 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 you're an amusement park that caters to everybody. So once you pick a stance, you're going to alienate somebody. And what yep. happened was they, they alienated a key component of their stockholders and they pissed off the stock market. And that is not what happened. It was, I mean, you know, as well as I do, the billions of dollars, um, our, you know, our good friend, Abe can also probably give us a lot of background. We probably have to, get him on here and talk about this but the amount that they lost in revenue and stockholder i mean i like just it's amazing amounts you know if you look at the cost of the stock how where it was you know a couple of years ago to where it is now it's crazy now it's starting to come back up but it's not even close to where it should be yeah. so that yeah. is that again why did that happen i don't understand what was driving that i don't to this point it's like it's like this is not our us saying what was done, you know, hey, it was wrong what they said. I am not, whatever they said and what they did, that has nothing to do with it. It's just the fact that they got, they should not get involved in politics. It's just not the right thing to do. Protect your, protect your staff, protect your customers, protect your stockholders. Do not get involved with these other things because you, you don't, what, what is Disney? You look at what they did to the, the, the whole situation there with their land and how they own it and now they have to run it now it's all screwed up now because of that it's not yeah, just it's, it's not just the stocks and look you can spoonies you can say hey that's not how it should be they should stay take a huge social stance so i'll you know one more fact your way is you know i read bob Iger's book it's an excellent excellent book and although we see differently eye to eye on on politics it was a very insightful book because bob Iger himself is a very, very strong Democrat, left-leaning, personal conviction believer, right? But he is very apolitical in how the business should be run, which is exactly what we're saying. That's all we're saying. And he thinks the same way, and that's all we're saying is that Disney needs to go back to the roots, get out of politics, and, you know, it's it's seen from both sides. Even the CEO himself agrees. So, well, you know, but, you know, Universal and SeaWorld and Legoland and Peppa Pig World, they were looking at that and they were going, ha, 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 go, go do that. Yeah. Disney. yeah. More people will come to see us now because we're not, we're not stupid enough to get involved in stuff like that. Right. Why, yeah. why fight, why fight the state? Why fight the governor? Why? Like there's no reason to do that. I don't, I still don't understand. Yeah. What would they have gained? Really? What yeah. would they have gained? What if it turned out, what would they have gained? There's still, you still would have pissed off half your constituents and it, that's what happened. Yeah. And my last statement is you mentioned one thing that I was going to mention is Epic universe. So we're now in 2024 by just a few days, mind you, but Epic universe is opening up next year. I mean, construction's coming along. The new two resorts are coming along. This is going to be no pun intended, an Epic park. And Disney's going to have to figure out how they're going to plan this year to respond to them opening next year. 
I think the two new resorts are slated to open as early as February and Epic Universe is rumored to be summer of 2025. And based on their progress, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little early. So Disney's going to have to answer that. They're going to have to find out a way. Yep. These improvements we've mentioned, and I know you still have a few more, but these these ones that we're mentioning, uh, uh, they're going to have to find an implementation plan. And they're going to have to go forward with it because Epic Universe is going to be a contender in this conversation. Oh yeah, uh, they will be. It's going to be it's going to be interesting, and maybe we'll get some price cuts. Who knows? We'll get some more deals. Maybe some more deals. That maybe. might. They're going maybe. to have to drive. Something. They're going to have to figure out. Yeah, demand. Demand. You know, drives price, and it's going to be interesting because maybe if there's less demand, maybe the parks won't be as crowded, but Disney's not going to want that. So they're going to come up with more ideas. Maybe they'll bring back free dining. Maybe they'll do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get, they're going to get people back because the, the loyal people are going to come back. And, and, you know, just as, you know, we're, if you're loyal, you're going to come back to what you like. Cause it's not, I'm sorry, no matter what these things are. Now Epic might be one of those where there's going to be enough of a fan base that that's going to be a tough one, but universal itself, no one's as, there's not people that are a, 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 as big of a universal fan as a Disney fan. It'll never be. I'm sorry. Put them side by side. It's not going to happen. Yeah. There's, no. It's more embedded into, into your lifestyle. So, but if it's more, it's a better value and the rides are more fun and there's more things to do. People are going to go there for a while. So it's going to be yeah. interesting. I'm, I'm dying to see that. Yeah. That's going to be, I, you know, tell you the truth. I want to go to Epic universe. So oh, I me don't want to go there. Um, okay. So here's my, my next thing. My next thing is there's, there's still a bunch of restaurants and good ones, right? That, that haven't come back. That's and I think so true. that should be, let's go do that. You know, one of the big ones I'm going to say is 1900 park fair. Why is that not back? Like, why is that not back? Um, I, I, it, it's, it's just not, I don't know. I, I'm, why can't you do dining with an Imagineer anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, restaurant thesaurus is not back. Is it? And that's not restaurant Marrakesh. That was a very cool place. Now, again, if people are going to come back and say, oh, it's not politically politically correct to have a belly dancer. It really wasn't a belly dancer. Barely showed anything. It wasn't. It was more of a cultural thing. Oh, they can't and, say that because the, the little where you're walking through Morocco on the right, they have the band that plays right there. There's a lady yeah. that's belly dancing last time we were there. Yeah. So why not have that? Like, I mean, the food was decent. there. It was actually pretty good. And, I, and it was a good change. But that's a beautiful room. It's a beautiful pavilion, and I don't know why it's not there. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of other restaurants, some don't have breakfast where they used to. Um, mm-hmm. Like the Plaza yeah. restaurant doesn't have breakfast anymore. Um, we don't have that Bon Voyage character breakfast anymore at Trattoria Al Forno. Um, why, you know, I don't know why we don't have that anymore. So I think that would be great to get that back because it's just gives people more options. It helps diversify the crowds. It makes it easier to get reservations, um, all those different things. Second of all, a 1900 park fair was one of the best, if not best character experiences, because the food was really good like that. You don't usually, one of the things that you don't always hear is like a character restaurant with really good food. doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, And that right. was one where, they had prime rib and they had, like, this was a great restaurant and I really enjoyed it. And that was a, a must stop at for us most of the time. Um, so I would like that, that kind of stuff needs to come back. So I think that's a big one um, with the, with the resorts themselves. I really feel that we have to figure out ways to um, like, for example, 
there's not as many things to do in some of the resorts as there used to be. They've taken away a lot of the little perks, the little small things. Um, yeah. There still are a lot. There still are a lot. But let's get those back. I think one of the things that I really want to get back to the point where is these resorts are resorts. If you're staying at a at a high-level deluxe resort, you should be able to stay there and not go to the parks and still have a great time. You really should. In most yeah. cases, like if you're paying the amount of money you're paying, if you were staying at any other hotel, they would have things for you to do to keep you occupied. So yep. I really feel there are, are there things to do. Yes, there are. There aren't as many as there were five, 10 years ago. There aren't. It's, it's just totally they've been taken away or, or just reduced or, um, you know, like, for example, Bay Lake Towers used to have so many things to do. Um, Old Key West still has a lot, but not still not as many as they used to. Wilderness Lodge, mm-hmm. they have a lot to do, not as many as they used to. So right. why? Is it because they don't have enough people to staff them? Is it they're worried about people getting hurt? I don't know. Um, like think, like the, the water mice, all those boats, I don't see them very much anymore. Why are they yeah, not out? Yeah, yeah. Why can't you do that stuff? Why don't we have um, the, you know, there was there used to be a great, uh, and I, I'm, the name escapes me right now. I'm sorry that tonight I'm forgetting a lot of things. It's a new year. I'm, I'm getting old. No, <laughs> but there used to be Sammy. Du, it was called Sammy Duval's um, watercraft in behind the contemporary resort. They had a place you can go rent boats. You could do jet skiing. You could do um, parasailing. It was really cool. You could spend a day just having fun. It's not there anymore, but now you could see that all the setups are there and the, and the office is still there. But Sammy's, Sammy Duval's was closed to, like during the um, pandemic, I think. It hasn't been back for a long time. Why not have that? If you're staying at the Contemporary or Bay Lake, you should be able to do those fun things. You're paying a lot of money for those rooms. Why yeah. do you have to go to the parks to have fun? You could actually right. should be able to do other things. Right. And and that's another thing that, you know, people don't realize that, like to me, like we're going in, we're going in a couple of days, you know, we're going to be there nine days, 10 days. And we're only going to do like three or four park days. Like, and I'm sorry, yep. that's just the way we're going to do it. And it, it's not like we don't want to, but there's other things we want to do. And, and there's a lot of fun things to do. And we also want to relax. So I think there's a lot more people like that than you would realize, especially the DVC people now, yep. because you want to go enjoy it. You're, you're spending the money. Let's go enjoy the hotel. It, it, the hotels have a lot to offer. So absolutely, that's the way I love to see Imagineers look at that a little bit deeper and say, what can we do very easily, very easily? Not It's not going to take a lot to get them done to beef up what, what the experience at the resorts. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I, I think uh, to sum a lot of what you set up is, is personnel, you know, getting, investing money into people. Your cast members, your heart and soul, the ones that bring the magic, you know, the, the campaign for the cast members that you are the magic. They are. And invest money into them, whether that's a pay raise and adding more cast members to get these places back open. Because you're going to need the staffing to compete with Universal. I'm sorry. You're right, Brian. And, and you're so right. Universal's not the same as Disney. It's not. But there's going to be competition and if they pay more, like if Epic, that's right. Epic yeah. decides I'm going to pay five dollars more an hour, people are going to go. Oh, right? absolutely. They are. Yeah. And they might do that for the competition. They might say, you know what? 
we can deal with it year one because we're going to have a lot of people and we're going to be able to handle it. Let's raise up the price for the, the minimum wage for our, our employees. The, the starting starting salaries, especially nowadays. So down there, it's very competitive. Like, so if a person, you know, oh, yeah. I'm going to say the, the, the long-term cast members probably do tend to stay at Disney because I think after a certain point, it, it works out good. But when you're starting out, you're, when you're starting out, you're not making a whole lot no. and you're kind of low as of the low. So you're, you're going to, you're going to go back and forth and look and say, like, Hey, what's SeaWorld? What's SeaWorld paying yeah. me? What's, what's, yep. what's Universal paying me? What's Epic going to pay me? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Hey, guess what? They're paying 20, 20 an hour and, and Disney's paying, you know, 16. I'm going to go work at 20 an hour. Plus it's a new place and it's probably going to be fun. Um, you know, I'm going to go there. Maybe I'll come back to Disney later, but right now I'm going there. That's what I worry about. I do worry about, yeah. Right now we right. have we have staffing problems. Could you imagine when that happens? Because a lot of people are going to jump ship, Evan. I know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. And and from what people have said, you know, I mean, I'm look. Hey, we're we're a Disney podcast. I'm pro Disney, right? But people have said that a lot of people jump ship and go to Universal, and they don't come back because they pay better and they treat their employees better. And you have a lot of people that like to stay at Disney because they want to they want to deliver the magic. We'll pay those people that want to bring magic to us guests, pay them more so that they stay. It is, I mean, this is so analytically, statistically proven that it costs so much money to onboard a new person rather than just raising someone's pay. Yep. So just raise the pay. Then you don't have to go through all the onboarding costs and new hire costs and all that stuff, orientation costs all this all the soft costs the company goes through you don't have to go through that just raise the pay yeah. i think that's good and that make these people make these cast members happy i think one of the things that we we always talk about is you know treat the cast members right treat them well because they're the ones that help make your experience better so the, the less drama they have to deal with the better that they're happier they're going to be at their job well if they're paid good they're also going to be happier at their job because they have to put up with a lot of junk i'm sorry but you know, you know as well as I do, there are a lot of people out there that they, you know, they walk around and they and they give the cast members a hard time. Well, do they after a while they're going to be like, do I want to put up with this? And hey, I can make five dollars more an hour going someplace else. I'm going over there. You know, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go work at. Hey, Peppa Pigland is giving. You know, they're paying twenty two an hour. I'm going over there and deal with it. Hey, less stress. You know, yeah. why? You know, I would rather do that. Maybe I don't want to go to SeaWorld and have to you know, clean the, the poop out of the whale, whale tank. But I, I, I don't, you know, but I, if I make it at $25 an hour, maybe I would do that, but who knows? But that's, that's the interesting thing. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with the, because right. There's only one work base, right? There's people, people are not going to be migrating to Florida just to go work at Epic. They're going to have to take from the same pool of people, right? I mean, uh, there is a certain number of people. Yeah, maybe there's kids coming out of college that may want to do it. There are kids that are in college programs that want to do it. But you're not going to get that much more of a workforce. So that workforce is going to have to be diverse. Um, I'm curious to see what happens. I hope, I do hope that all the foreign people do come back to Epcot. I know a lot of them have already, but still, there's a lot. They're still coming. That will help. That's not going to happen. They're not going to go to Epic. They wouldn't go to. They wouldn't be able to go to Epic. Right. Epic the way. Right. They, but that's only going to help Epcot. It's not going to help the rest of the place. Yep. I mean, great insights. I, you know, not to end it on doom and gloom, end it on a positive note. I'm really excited for 2024. We have a lot of cool stuff planned for this podcast in 2024. 
we're very hopeful for Disney in 2024. I'm excited. Um, you know, looking through all the political stuff, hey, it's an election year. We know all that stuff, but Disney is hopefully our steadfast, true, exciting place. We take our families, have great memories, and we're just talking about some small improvements that can happen today that really can make a big difference. And, you know, Disney, if this ever gets to your ears, we love you. There's a reason why we have this podcast. We enjoy bringing our families and experiencing the magic and the memories there. But there are certain things that uh, small changes that we could we could do to make this place so much better. The place we already know and love be that much better. So, Brian, any last closing bit of thought or two? No, I think we got this. I think, I mean, hey, this what what are the what's what's Disney's New Year resolution? Disney's New Year's resolution is basically to, to bring back the magic, get people on board and, and they have to make money to make the money. We want you to make the money. So you stay in business, make the money, but deliver what we're paying for. We're paying a lot of money. So deliver the experience. We get that experience. We're not going to care about paying the money, but if you're not paying the money, that's where the problem happens. So deliver the experience. The stock will come back. So that's my that's my big thing for Disney. What's your what's your resolution? My res- deliver that experience. If you do that, um, that should be the that should be on everybody's wall of, of what they, uh, you know, all the Imagineers. And you know they are. And you I guarantee you, the Imagineers are not the problem. I yeah. think that they're 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 they know what they want to get done. It's just the fact that there's too many chiefs now. I think there's too yep. many people that have to be that are involved. Where in, in the end, you know, hey, back in the Walt day. What will be? I don't care what you say. My my words goes, and that's the way it's, that's the way it's going to be. That's what we need. And I hope Iger can do that. But I don't know if he, I don't know if he's strong enough to do that. I, don't I hope he yeah. is. I hope he is. But I'm not sure. Me too. So a lot of stuff to look forward to this year. Spoonies, keep the conversation going. What are some of your 2024 Disney resolutions that you think should be put in place to improve the overall company? Go to our Facebook group, A Spoonful of Podcast Spoonie Nation. Get involved. 2024, it's time to join if you're not a part of it. Of course, we love to have your reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. And hey, we're here to bring you more content this year. We are really excited for some of the topics, some of the guests we will have lined up for you. And thank you so much for an excellent 2023. And we look forward to this year with you as well. So without further ado, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time. We'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast. The Return to Civilization. I want to give a big thank you shout out to my good friends Brian and Evan. And everybody at the Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you Spoonful of Podcasts. Yes we do. Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you. Spoonful of Podcasts. It's true. Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah! We love you, Bob. Thank you so much. I love you, kids. <laughs>